Hi, this is Marcus Ball of the Toronto Argonauts. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Marcus Ball was an interception tonight uh, for the Toronto Argonauts, who trail by three, 17-14, although the Ticats are about to try a field goal attempt of 37-ish into the win. Not a strong win, though, so this shouldn't have any effect on the kick by Sergio Castillo. Looks like the wind is blowing. Uh, it's a crosswind, so certainly something to be considered especially since they haven't kicked into the wind in a while, and when they did last time, it would have been uh, coming right at them. Looks like this will be a 39-yard attempt. It will be a 39-yard attempt. Nice to Castillo see this. West Texas A&M. Going with the import here. As both the kicker and punter. And now the Argos getting Marcus Ball back onto the field late. They're just queuing up the return. Jackson's in the end zone. Kick is up. Oh, he shanked that badly. And Jackson's going to get a return. He's going to take it out across the goal line to the 5, to the 10. Stutter step, and he gets tackled at the 12-yard line. Looked like there might be. Did they get a high tackle on that? Looked like a horse collar from here. Fans uh, were booing. I don't know if a flag came out late. I don't know if it was a horse collar, just a high tackle. Again, that's a long way, and there is a flag on the play. I didn't see the flag come out, JJ. Here's uh, what Andre Pru has to say about that. Roughness. Hamilton number 45, 15-year penalty from the end of the run, first down Toronto. That's Jeff Hughes, who's going to take the, uh, I don't know if it was a face mask or if he just got him up high. Hughes is trying to explain now to June Jones what the penalty was for. I think he kind of wrapped him up around his head. Yeah, just a high tackle. I don't think there was any intent there. He was just excited to go down and get a shot at Marquise Jackson in space. No, so... Yeah. The wide field goal helps the Argos. They're going to take over their own 29-yard line and still trail by just a field goal. They've got a slight freeze here in the fourth quarter. Draw. And it's going to be Whitaker right up the gut. He'll get about three yards. Run play up the middle. and Whit trying to find some space as uh, the defensive end crashes down pretty hard. Devon Coleman was in there for the uh, Ticats. For Whitaker, that's only six carries for 25 25 yards on the night. After back-to-back 100-yard and almost 100-yard game. Second and seven. Ticats show blitz. They fake the blitz. Rush four. They come up to the near side to Edwards, who gets north-south and gets the first down. Connor at the 39 and hightailed it downfield. Got to the 45-yard line. That is good for 12 yards. And Tracy with the penalty. He came in low on Ricky. Roughing the passer. Hamilton to the five. This is a 15-yard penalty. Automatic first down. The William and Mary product, who actually hurt Ricky Ray on this field with a clean hit. Yeah, he comes off the end here, and uh, just as Ricky throws the ball, he goes, he hits Ricky below the waist. And get him below the waist. Oh, he went right for the knees. He got thrown, though, too, at the same time, but he continued to dive forward. He got him right square, shoulder pad to knee. Maybe a little bit below. Follow the 50-yard line. Argos will take it. Add the 15 onto the Edwards catch. Here comes a jailbreak by the Ticats defense. They read it. They get it out for another first down. It's got inside the 40-yard line. And again, it is S.J. Green to the rescue for a gain of 12. 
that is pretty good communication for a first-year tandem like Ricky Ray and S.J. Green. Oh, looking great. That was perfectly timed because, uh, like you said, Ticats were bringing the pressure. Ricky had to get rid of the ball, and S.J. on a quick out route, Ricky puts it on the money. Ricky Ray has it going right now. They take the tight ends out. First down at the 38-yard line. They're in field goal range now, which would tie the game if Liram was to hit it. Three receivers to the left, ball on the right hash mark. Four-man rush by the Ticats. Ray dumps it off. He's got Edwards again on the crossing route to the 31-yard line, and that is good for seven more. Ricky was looking downfield at Devere Posey and S.J. Green. Wasn't there, but as he's looking downfield, who comes into his line of vision? Armani Edwards, and he completes it for a seven-yard pass. Little tempo offense here. Four receivers in a diamond to the near side. And now Whitaker's getting called back into the backfield by Ray, who changes the call, changes the pattern. Fuller is now essentially a tight end on the near side with two behind him. They get the ball snapped, and it is delivered, and Fuller's got the catch. They brought him in from the Z spot to a tight end spot, hit him over the middle, and he takes it inside the 20 to the 18. Looks like Armani Edwards is getting Fuller aligned in the right spot. Fuller wasn't sure exactly where to get set up, but good thing Armani did because uh, Fuller was the target on that play as he cut over the middle, settled down in between the linebackers. Ricky hit him right on time, and Fuller was able to turn up field. Down to the 18-yard line. First down, Argos. For, uh, sorry, 11:47 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Ticats by three. Edwards and Fuller wide to the near side. They're going to run up the middle with Whitaker. And the little guy gets low and gets a couple of yards anyway, setting up a second down and eight from the 16. Argos going with a rush up the middle. Not much there for Witt, so he just goes low and uh, tries to find a little bit of daylight and gets something, gets about a yard and a half. I love the fact that they rotate the tight ends here. Declan Cross is 5'11", 230. Jamal Campbell could essentially eat Declan Cross. He's 6'7", 300. <laughs> Yet they play the same position. Different style, obviously, tight end. Uh, Declan might release on you. I don't think you're getting Jamal running downfield. Campbell over on the right side now. Ray back to pass. He's got a man on the crossing route. It is caught to the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. Touchdown to Mir Posey, his second of the night. And the Argos have reclaimed the lead with 11 minutes left. Huge play by Toronto Argonauts. Ricky showing composure again as defensive end Adrian Tracy was coming around the corner. Ricky could hear him breathe him breathing as he throws his football hits Posey coming from right to left Posey does a great job of bouncing off the first tie cat defender turning upfield and splitting another two for the touchdown big big play for the Argos there so it's now 20 to 17 for the Argos with a chance to tack on an extra point Liram Hyralahu from 32 loves lining it up just inside the right hash mark says it gives him a better look at the uprights Got it. He is still perfect this year with a couple of more converts tonight. 16 for 16. We'll take the timeout. Argos 21, Ticats 17. You are listening to Toronto Argonaut Football on the home of the Boatman. It's TSN 1050. Well, Devere Posey just schooled Mr. Brooks, the cornerback from the Ticats on a crossing route, takes it to the house, 21-17, Argos, as they have reclaimed the lead here, and what has been a fairly entertaining tilt, sometimes for the wrong reasons, but there's been intrigue all the way through this game. Well, let me tell you, the uh, the first quarter was a bit of a snoozer, yeah, there wasn't a lot of action happening yep. then, and then uh, 
ever since the, I mean, the talk was the torrential downpour, the wind, the lightning, and ever since then, these teams look completely different, and uh, they're firing right now. They're they're moving the football. They're both sides making plays, rushing, catching, receiving, and yak yards. I mean, Devere with uh, a couple nice moves after that catch to get in there for the touchdown. So both uh, both teams trying to get it done now. And Ricky Ray, who struggled in the first quarter. Looks great right now. 280 yards. <laughs> Just blank, and all of a sudden you look and go, oh, okay. 28 of 38, 74% completion rate, 280. Two touchdowns, one interception. That's the Ricky Ray we know. Yeah, that's Ricky Ray. Putting it in tight spots, too, like just feeding the ball only where the receiver can get it, which is often about an inch from the defender's hands. Liram tees it up at the 35. And it's Mercer Timmis back. And the ball, this was the uh, Charlie Brown thing as the wind blew the ball off the tee. Just before Liram was about to make contact, the ball fell down. And Johnny on the spot, Terrell Davis went in and tried to pick it up and run it into the end zone, but they blew it down. The fans started booing, saying, come on, it's a loose football. They're going to blow that down every time when the wind starts blowing the football. So Liram will get a second chance. If it comes off the tee again, they'll be forced to bring somebody in and hold the football. That likely be Harris from the outside. Ten, safety. 10.38 remaining here in quarter four. Argos 21, Ticat 17. Here's the kickoff. It's deep, it's high, and Timmis, for whatever reason, caught it at the 13-yard line. He's going to run up the sidelines to the 4 to the 35, almost to the 40. That ball goes out of bounds, and that looked like it was uh, like a Frisbee heading toward the sideline. It would have bounced out of bounds. Absolutely, and that would have been 45-yard line. So that would have been the smart thing to do. Timmis doesn't have a lot of experience, but the Burlington native wants to touch the football and he got an opportunity and took advantage and runs it out to the 37 so it may have cost him eight yards you think he does he looks fired up and he's running hard so i mean uh, he does a good job of still getting it upfield he is a big dude playing at the university of calgary 62 220 and he can move yep no question ball at the 37 yard line four-man rush and it's a screen to the near side. It is caught by Gable and uh, once hit twice and brought down shy of the first down. And coming across the field was Troy Davis wearing those beautiful blue shoes. Yeah, he's looking sharp in those shoes. But Alden Darby, great job of breaking on that as he came flying up. He almost catching, tripped him up. Uh, catching Gable's ankles. Tripped him up a bit, but enough to redirect him, uh, allowing Troy Davis to come in and clean it up. Davis is in at one end, and Justin Tuggle was in at the other end. Sean Lemon left the game in, I believe, the third quarter. Back to pass, now rolling out is Masoli downfield. He's going to take off, 40-45, and step out of bounds after he gets the first down. Brian Timms looked like he was about three yards downfield. Tuggle was holding out his arms. But it is a first down close to midfield up to about the 53-yard line. That's a good decision by Masoli. Scrambles out, looking downfield instead of forcing it. Just grabs the first down with his legs. Tuggle got cut at the line of scrimmage. Clean hit. He got up and tried to get back into the play. At their own 52-yard line, Ty Katz will line up in the pistol. Timmison as the full bow, as the lone tail was set back. And they're going to swing it out to him right side. Nice catch across midfield to the 50-yard line. Gets hit once, cleaned up the second time. 
as it was Brandon Harris coming in for the second hit. And somebody's down now for the Ticats. Is that Timmis? It is Timmis, yeah. He got popped pretty good, and he's in a considerable amount of pain right now, rolling around down on the field. Man, hate seeing guys get hurt. Yeah, that's not good. He he was he made a nice play. He, rather than going out of bounds, he stepped, planted, spun back inside, and Harris came up and uh, gave him a good hit. And I don't know. Looks like he's holding his lower leg. Love watching the guys who play CIS particularly get a shot at this level. Uh, Crown Countdown U you can hear on TSN 1050 on uh, weekends. And we're actually going to unveil the TV show on CHCH on Thursday night. Nice. So, yeah, it'll be good. If you like Canadian University or NCAA ball, you can watch that. <laughs> Following the late news on Thursdays or set your PVRs. We're going to take the time out while they tend to Mercer. 8.50 remaining in the fourth quarter. 21-17 Argos. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. My left is Jeff Johnson. My name is Mike Hogan. Kay Pedersen is somewhere in the building trying to find out stuff. Her, her ability to broadcast from the sideline was ruined by the rain. So it had some electrical problems down there. So she's somewhere with a cell phone trying to keep us up to speed on what's going on with the Argos down on the sidelines. Ian is our engineer here. Natasha back at the ranch in Toronto. And Andy McNamara will be hosting the postgame show. 21-17 Argos, 8.50 remaining here in quarter four. And the Ticats have a second and one from the Argos 49. Are we up to speed? We are up to speed. Yes. The Ticats are driving again. So we'll see what they do here. Bring C.J. Gable back into the game. We'll see if they put it on the ground here. Where's Speedy B? Mazzoli's going to throw. He's going to come to the near sideline. It is caught. Up the ladder? No, he didn't maintain contact through the catch. It is incomplete. As Tastor went high, check that. It was uh, Mike Jones who went high to try to bring that down. Who put the lick on him, JJ? Did you get a number? No, I did not see that. He was fully extended and got drilled. I was watching uh, Speedy It was B. Darby. Speedy B started about 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage and went full speed downfield against Rico Murray. I thought Masoli was going to launch it up there towards him. And Masoli's going to go. They're going to go for it, and they're going to get it on third down and a yard and a half. Masoli, I believe, I don't think they're getting a good spot here, but they are giving them the first down. Yeah, I got it. It was uh, Alden Darby who came up and caught the receiver a play ago, Mike Jones. As he fully extended, Jones did. Looked like he was going to make a hell of a catch, but he didn't survive the contact. And Masoli, they are showing the replay, and he does indeed get the first down. They're going to mark it at the 47-yard line of the Argonauts, who lead by four. Gable in the backfield to the left of Masoli. Three receivers to the right. He wants to go back to the flat. He had Gable in space and overthrew him. Ooh, there's a break for the Argonauts. Marcus Ball was the closest man to the player, and you're pointing at well, Brandon Banks, who he, was all by himself in the end zone. He was running down the hash at Brandon Banks' speed, which is about a 4-3. And what I'm looking at is Banks is coming out of the backfield. Matt Black's actually lined up out there. Then Rico's yelling at Matty to switch it. So Rico's coming from inside the box. He wants to cover Speedy B. Matt's coming back inside to cover Slot. And uh, Rico's staying on Banks. But Banks was, had a couple steps on him, so watch out. So here we go. Masoli back to pass under pressure. Down he goes. He got thrilled. The ball comes out and the Argos have it. Are they going to rule that an incomplete pass? 
Bishop's got the recovery. No way. But coming off the edge was Justin Tuggle, who destroyed Jeremiah Masoli. How did he get in the backfield so fast? Because it, it would lead me to believe that there was nobody on the offensive line trying to block him. Because this is unreal. They're going to take a look at this as it's a turnover. It's automatically going to be reviewed. <laughs> and that's a, that looks like a fumble. Oh, my goodness. Uh, playing right tackle. With I'm looking for 61 on the roster. That would be Riker Matthews, well, who was a late addition. Lamar geez. Holmes not able to go. They moved Big Tony Washington, the former Argo, out to left tackle. Matthews didn't touch him. Riker Matthews just got up here at an NFL cut, and uh, he's from BYU, 6-6-3-20. Welcome to the CFL, Matthews, because he didn't even touch Tuggle as he flew by him. That's John Salamandas about him. was an incomplete pass. That's the ruling on the field. So the ruling on the field, so if the Argos want to challenge this, they'll have to use their challenge. They, they haven't used it yet. They've used it. And it's out on the field. The problem with the officiating crew is nobody made a call. Well, did he just say did. the call on the field was incomplete? They, they, they got together and talked about it first. They didn't blow the whistle. So the Argonauts were able to recover the football, but there was no call on the field. Now, the smart thing to do... In, when they talk about it, is to rule it. Well, I guess they can't. They've got to make the call. While they look at it, we'll take the timeout. 21-17 Argos. Huge call. What is it? We'll find out when we come back. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Hogan and JJ back with you. We've seen the replay from about 32 different angles from the TSN truck. Awesome job. And I don't see how that can't be a fumble. I still don't see how his arm was moving forward. He had the ball back, and he was hit by Tuggle, and the ball went up in the air. So he plants, Masoli plants his foot, pulls his arm back, and gets hit. The as, ball's out. As he's just pulled it back. The ball's out before he's moving his arm forward, is it not? It, it looks like it is. But it also looks like when he gets hit, like the mo like his arm moves forward. So I don't know if the ref's going to say that he started to move forward, or, or not the ref, but the uh, control room. Tuggle showing great speed. I mean, you know what? Tuggle's essentially a, a middle linebacker playing DN there. And that's definitely a mismatch against offensive linemen that are 300 pounds of change. You got Tuggle that's uh, significantly lighter at uh, 6'3", 245. Yeah, we're going to wait here for Andre Pru and the crew to give us the call. They're still looking at this. This is a tough call. I mean, he's saying they called it incomplete, so they have to see inconclusive evidence yes. to overrule this. And that, that's why I started to say they should just call it so it's automatically reviewed, but they can't because of this. Because they have to make the call on the field, and there has to be absolute 100% evidence to overturn any call. Ricky Ray doing some tossing on the sideline to get warm. So let's find out. They're still waiting. Andre Pru uh, in discussion down at the 50-yard line. What was Matthews the video looking at? Today? The offensive tackle. I mean, his eyes were inside at, at uh, an LB or a D lineman. That, that's not even his responsibility as Tuggle. Just, all right, well, lick, licking his chops. You're not going to come get me. I'll go hammer your QB. Jake Ireland is the video official, the replay official, rather, back in Toronto. And we are still waiting for Jake to make a decision. Come on, boys. 
21-17 Argos, 7-5 remaining in the fourth quarter, and it looks like we have a decision. This is a fumble or to me. Or do we? It's a fumble to me. Clear. I, I agree. I don't see how the arm was moving forward. He, When the ball came out, he tried to get the arm going forward. But you're saying he has to be in forward motion, Has to be in right? forward motion. So, arm has to be coming forward. All right. Because, I mean, in, in theory, I think the ball was out before the arm started moving yes. forward. It's right when he pulled it back, he got hit. Yes. Here's the After call. After review, the ruling on the field stands. It was an incomplete pass. Third down. I don't get that. Twitter's this will give the... Up. This will give the Ticats an opportunity for a 54-yard field goal, but they're going to punt. At least line up in punt formation. No way. I don't think you can run a fake here just because you need 10 yards. It's third and 10 from the Argo 47-yard line. 27, 21-17, rather. Nobody lined up on side. Martise Jackson's back at the 5-yard line. And we'll see if Castillo can grab the corner. He's going to kick it outside the numbers, but this is returnable. Jackson at the goal line. To the five. Stutter step. Tackled back at the four-yard line. The ball came out. Did it? No. It looked like the ball came out for a moment. Woo. He's already fumbled one that went for a touchdown, but he's tackled inside the five-yard line, and it's a long field. Aaron Crawford, the long snapper, was able to get down there. Martis is very lucky he didn't fumble this. He's carrying that ball far too low. Yep. In his hand, for my comfort, he's got the ball in the right hand. And as he's running, the ball's hanging low. Like, get, you got to tuck it in, especially down there. You just put two hands over it. Man, it could easily have been a turnover. Well, the Argos have a bit of a field in front of them. They need 108 yards to get into the end zone. 21-17. They lead the Ticats here. Six and a half minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Ray from his end zone, four-man rush, rolling to the right, rolling to the right, dumps off to the checkdown man, Fuller, who's going to get across the five to the seven-yard line. Ball came out, but he was already down. They'll mark it just outside the six, so a very short gain, but a gain nonetheless. Argos need a first down, or they'll have to, or do they have to concede the two? That would be a decision, because all of a sudden you're bringing it inside a field goal for the win for Hamilton. The wind's now blowing the other way. Yeah. See what the Argos dial up here. Second down from their own six-yard line. They've got to get to the 13. So seven to get. Ray changes the play. They've got a bunch formation to the left. Ball on the right hash mark. Ray gets rid of it. He's got a man for the first down. It is caught and out to the 15-yard line. Goes who else? S.J. Green. Second time he's bailed them out of a potential safety. What a play by S.J. You know, normally... You get real antsy when a receiver loses two yards to get four, but not when it's SJ. He did it. You can see the method to the madness from up here, and he turned it into a big first down. Ricky Ray very close now to 300 yards passing. Once he got 12 on this drive, so up to 292. Back to pass is Ray. He's going to dump it off into the flat. He's got a man in Whitaker across the 15 to the 17-yard line. Gains a couple more. Stays in bounds. Clock moving inside five minutes. That's it, Ricky. You don't see it. His first two, he takes one, takes two. Whitaker releases to the right, turns, flips it to Whitaker, catches it in the open field, gets a couple yards. I know some fans go crazy with the checkdowns, but second and eight's better than second and ten. 
Yeah, your read's not there. Just get rid of it. And if Whitaker can make the play and make the man miss, you get a few more yards. Three to the right. Ball in the right hash mark. Two up top. Edwards and Fuller. Three to the boundary. Whitaker on the backfield. Ray is going to take off. And Ricky is tackled at the 22-yard line. Four-yard shy of the first down. Nothing else opened up. There were actually two receivers covered by one tie cat on the right side, but Ricky just didn't have time to see them. No, he didn't have time to see him, and if he had tried to throw, he would have just he, he would have taken a big hit. So I think Ricky does the right thing there. He sees a little bit of a seam, tries to you know run it, says, all right, I'm just going to grab some yards with my legs here. If he tries to slow down, he would have taken a really big hit. And, uh, you know, rather than that, he just took a little tackle to the turf. Argos had a chance to kick it out here and uh, get their, let their defense do what they're supposed to do. Brandon Banks has had his best game of the season tonight for the Ticats. As a 64-yard touchdown reception, he stands at his own 50 awaiting the kick from Hyra Lahu, and the wind has shifted around. It's more of a cross breeze right now. Telltales at either end going kind of side by each. High kick, not that deep. 55-yard line, Banks will take it, flag down. Banks turns the corner, tries to get the edge, can't get it. He's forced out of bounds, and we will see what the flag is for. Ticats indicating it's against Toronto. I don't think that was no yards. Argos are saying it's against the Ticats. What does Andre Prue have to say? Come on, Plummer, get up. Plummer injured on the far side. He's up walking it off. Here's Andre Prue. I don't think this is good news for Hamilton. Andre? No yards. Oh! Number 39, 15-yard penalty. First down. Matty. Matt Black with the penalty. Argos, uh, two or three of them started pointing toward the Ticats. I guess they were guessing or hoping more than anything else. So the Argos now, their their job is to hold the Ticats to a field goal attempt. Good job by Banks to catch that ball in the air. That turns that from 5 to 15-yard penalty. Ball at the 40-yard line. They just showed it. It definitely wasn't Matt Black. He was nowhere near that. Okay. Didn't look like it from this angle. Ball at the 40-yard line. Four receivers to the wide side of the field. Now five. They empty out the backfield. Masoli's going to go the other way, but caught by Banks, and he is hauled down by Ken Bishop. <laughs> the defensive tackle caught Speedy B. <sighs> it's a seven-yard gain inside the 35 to the 32-ish, so they'll give it an eight, eight yards. Well, Hoagie, I mean, six foot three oh six. Yeah. Versus uh, five seven, a buck fifty. Yeah. Close. He is literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> over twice the weight of Speedy B. Oh my goodness. And he caught him. We've hit the three-minute warning. We'll take the timeout. Argos by four. You're listening to Toronto Argonaut Football on TSN 1050. Hello. We got us a ball game. Three minutes remaining here in the fourth quarter. Argos by four. And the Ticats face a second and two from the uh, second and three from the 33-yard line of the Argos. This is going to be an interesting ending. Woo. Yes, it is. Argos just have to keep them out of the end zone, let them try the three, and then take their chances. Both and if the, Ticats can right if the Ticats can score twice in the last three minutes, they deserve to win. They don't deserve to win. Well, you know what I'm saying. Stop it. When you're 0-1-8, nothing's going right. They, they, they could have the heads down after they had the lead and let Meh. it get away. Back-to-back touchdowns Meh. by Posey. Fine. You would think that the positive vibes that they had accumulated at points tonight would yep. have just gone swirly down the bowl, right? You're correct. So They've we'll done a great job credit. considering all the stuff that's gone on oh. to battle hard. No question. But now it's up to the Argo defense to hold them to a field goal attempt. They're in a 40 front. 
Ticats have three receivers to the right ball at the 33-ish, just inside the 33. Back to pass Masoli. Quick dig route, and that is nope. incomplete. They're, call, the they're calling that a catch. No, 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 no. It skipped off the ground. How are they calling that a catch? From up here, that looked like it hit the ground. And they're going to ask to have this. Now the three officials are meeting, and they're not going to snap this. That's a catch, Ogie. It was a catch? It's a catch. They just showed the replay. From this angle, it looked like, did he get his hands underneath and he pull it up? He did get his hands underneath. Luke Tasker, unbelievable. Because there was a definite. That's a catch. The ball did bounce up, but he had his hands underneath it, and That's the ball bounced up into his chest, and he made the catch. That's a catch. So we were both right. We saw the ball bounce. It looked like it bounced. I mean, and it did, but it bounced off his hands. Bleed, so yeah, fine, but it did look oddly like it bounced from up here. He got his hands underneath. Good on the video replay officials to take a look at this, and at least Prue and the crew taking a look at this. Prue and the crew. The Prue crew. Ticat fans feeling the catch. Some interesting fans here tonight. <laughs> They're having fun. The ones that stayed are having fun. A lot of Argo fans made the trek down the QEW as well. The uh, the faithfuls down in behind the Argo bench. Oh, they're always here. Yipper. They're always here. So we'll wait. That was a hell of a catch. Yeah, it's a catch. Oh, the Argo fans are waving no catch now. What do you mean? Oh, you got the other hands. In. That's that's hoping more. And than the other thing I was looking for is after he pulled it in, did it did it move once it hit the ground? But it looked like it was pretty locked in. I don't know why they're taking so long to look at this. That looked like a catch. If that's no catch, I, I I'm sorry. <laughs> so while Speedy B has been the big man tonight with six catches for 98 yards. That's only Luke Ka Tasker. If this counts, it's only his third catch of the night. And if you're the Argos, you'll take that. That's only It's good for a first down, but it's only six more yards, so it will be three catches for 32 yards. I'm sure the Argos would take that at the beginning of the game for a guy who had seven for 77 in week one against them at BMO. By the way, next uh, home game is Saturday afternoon at BMO Field. Edmonton's in town. Beautiful. Four o'clock start. We'll see you there. What a great vibe at the game last, uh, the last home game. Here's the call. Andre. The ruling in the field stands. Yep. Completed pass. It's a good First cut. down, Hamilton at the 26-yard line. I don't know why that took as long as it did. Say, why did that take so long? Because when we got a quick look at it, it was pretty evident it was a catch. So they're going to put it at the 26-yard line. First down for the Ticats. 2.45 and moving on the clock. Argos by four. Masoli back to pass. Here comes some pressure. Masoli going for it all. He's looking for Tasker, who can't make the catch. He dove backwards and tried to make a woolly maze-like over-the-shoulder catch. Not going to work. Good coverage on the play, and it is going to be second down. Rico Murray with the defense. That's a great adjustment by Luke Tasker. He put himself in position. This ball is behind him, and he's running a corner route, and he has to adjust... He slows down and oh, it actually looks like it hits Rico in the back. That's uh, that's going to be challenged, I would assume. It is going to be challenged. That's yep. going to be pass interference against Murray. He got there with the body a little bit early. Luke wasn't able to adjust. And when you break this down into slow motion, that's going to be PI in the end zone. This is going to be a huge call. Rolling in the field of an incomplete pass. 
They believe there was defensive pass interference on their receiver number 17. The play will be reviewed. Hopefully one way or the other, this doesn't take eight minutes. We've been here for a while. Kickoff was just after 6.30. If you're wondering why the hell we're still doing football at 20 after uh, 11 o'clock, roughly, uh, it's because it was a very substantial lightning delay here tonight at Tim Hortons Field. Rain of biblical proportions. They're not going to call the game for that, but there was a ton of lightning, including one that hit very, very close this, uh, they're, showing the, they're showing the replay here, and uh, it looks just that, just before the ball gets to the point where Luke Tasker could make the kip thanks to play on it, Rico bumps him. Yep. Just before. Yep. And slow that's, motion. That's an it's, an, it's an easy call yeah. in slow motion. And I don't know why they haven't been able to make this call. They've seen five different replay angles. It's Labor Day. Maybe the guys in the booth got this. Maybe they have some beer as well. Maybe if the game goes past midnight, <laughs> they got a uh, day and a half. Yeah, they're, they, they've got a different crew in there because they're, you know, rolled past their time, right? Well, Not we do. Off. We made the switch. Chris is now offing the board back in, in Toronto. Overtime, overtime hours. Natasha leaves. Chris takes over. Ian slugged it out from uh, the get-go here in the hammer. Come on. Just make the call. This should not be brain surgery. Here's Andre Pru. Sounds like we finally have a call. It'll be first down in the one. There was defensive pass interference. Thrown over the 20. The call of the fair game goal. The ball will be placed in the one-yard line. First down, Hamilton. Wow. Why did that take three minutes? Let's just make the call. It looked pretty obvious from up here. Wow. And they're going to put it to the one-yard line, and now we'll see what the defense can do. A touchdown here with an extra point makes it a three-point Hamilton lead. Two and a half minutes remaining here in the fourth quarter. Ticats have not won a game all year. This essentially is their Grey Cup. A win by the Argos would move them back into first place and give them a four-point cushion over Montreal. This is so huge for this organization on so many levels. Here we go. They're going to go to the pistol. They've got C.J. Gable in the backfield standing to the right of Masoli. It is going to be Gable who's going to walk into the end zone. Touchdown. Tycats have the lead with 2.30 remaining here in regulation time. And the boys in black and gold get off the ball. Drive uh, the Argo D-line back. C.J. Gable takes a couple of hard steps to his left as his he's running zone left and then cuts in behind with a nice cut gets in behind the right tackle and uh, dives forward across the blue line that was an easy one split second that's all it took Levine Noel is coming out on special teams to make a late substitution in for Matt Black maybe get a little more height in there to try and block this thing from the middle of the field here's Castillo it's up Got it. 24-21. Ticats lead. 2.30 remaining here in the fourth quarter. And now it's up to Ricky Ray and company. He's done this before. Has to get them into at least field goal range. And if they can punch this into the end zone, that would be ginormous for the Toronto Argonauts, who face a banged-up Edmonton Eskimos team on Saturday. So the door is open if they can get this win to put together back-to-back victories on a short week. 
that said, Edmonton's also on a short week, and they have to travel across the country. So that takes a day out of preparation. Yeah, they're having a rough go in Edmonton right now. Yeah. Definitely banged they got, up. They got handed it to them uh, today by Calgary, but yeah. if, it's tough enough to beat Calgary on any day, let alone in Calgary, basically playing your twos against their ones. As good as Edmonton looked at the beginning of the season, not too many teams can do that. I thought the Argos defense did a more than admirable job with the injuries that it is sustaining right now to keep it close in Calgary as long as he did last week when the offense was sputtering. So here's Castillo. He's going to tee it up at the 35-yard line. Essentially no wind right now. It's the slightest wind we've had. If there's any wind, it's a bit of a cross breeze. The kick will be taken by Martise Jackson. At the 10-yard line, he's going to come to the near side. He's going to look for the numbers, and he gets blown up at the 32-yard line. Check that, the 27-yard line. He got destroyed. And it's going to be a long field for the Argonauts with 2.24 remaining here in regulation. How does that happen? Coming off the edge like that, Nikita Whitlock just hammered Martise Jacks. That defensive tackle coming off the edge. Turgos had a wedge, and Whitlock coming from the field side comes right through three blockers and just hammers Martise. If that doesn't pick up your defense, I don't know what does. Listen to the noise this sparse crowd is making. They are into this. First down at the 27-yard line. Ray back to pass. Three receivers near side. He's got S.J. Green across the 30 to the 34. That's halfway to the first down. Halfway plus a couple. It will be second down and three. I like the way it starts. Take what the defense is giving you. You know what? Right now, uh, they don't want to give up anything deep. And they're in hurry up right now at the 34-yard line. They need three yards. Ray in the pistol. He's got Whitaker to his left. Three receivers outside. Back to pass. He's going to step up. Ricky is going to run. Ricky is going to slide for the first down across the 40 to the 43-yard line. Run, Ricky, run. A gain of eight yards, his second longest Woo! gain of the season. I was wondering if you were going to hit the run, Ricky, run. Ricky Vick <laughs> wow. for the first down. At the 43-yard line, 2.03 remaining. Back to pass, goes to the far numbers. He was looking for Fuller, who couldn't get off coverage, and it's going to be second and ten. Come on, Fuller. Looked like he was trying to get out of his break. Looked a little slow. Got bumped in the back a bit. Trying to come back to the ball. Sets up a second down and ten from the 43-yard line. Argo's nowhere near field goal range. I think they'd be happy. I've seen Liram hit with no win from 55-plus. I think they'd be comfortable from 50 which means they have to get to the 43. Well, they got some work to do yet. But 25 yards to get to take a shot at a field goal. Ray steps up in the pocket. He's going to run again! There goes Ricky Ray! Across the 50. He started the slide. The fender jumped over him. He's out to the 53. He may have the first down. Did you see his head pull back a little bit? Like he was... He started just pump those arms. I mean, the C opened up. The defensive line. <laughs> Ricky said, oh my goodness, look at all that green space and just bolted. How do you defend a guy with that speed? That's not fair. They need a half a yard. They're going to keep Ray in. He's going to fall forward and get the first down. There are flags on either side. Why wouldn't you bring in Fajardo? Stick with your short yardage team. Maybe they just wanted to keep the personnel on the field because the clock would start. Well, I guess it would, they would stop it as a first down. Run him out. It's yeah. right there. It's not like he's running across the field yeah. right in front of you. Yeah. And where are they going to mark it? What's the flag, more importantly? Did the Ticats line up in the neutral zone? 
when you see two flags come out like that with no whistle, you would assume somebody lined up offside, and usually it's the D. Offside, Hamilton. The defensive line was lined up offside. Five-yard penalty, first down. Huge. In the neutral zone. Huge. First down, it would now be a 59-yard field goal attempt. Almost 60. We're at the 53, so it would be a 60-yard attempt. Actually, a 52. Three, now four receivers go to the right side with the ball on the left hash mark, way back to pass. Seven-man rush. He's got the gain of about five as coming back to the football was Jimmy Ralph, his third catch of the night. They're going to mark it at the 47-yard line. It would be a 54-yard field goal attempt. A minute 40 remaining here in regulation. Ticats by three. Ticats brought everyone plus the kitchen sink on that one. Ricky does a good job of getting that rid of that ball quickly. Three receivers to the left. Ball just inside the right hash mark, right back to pass. Four-man rush this time. It is almost picked off. It's juggled and it's caught by the Argos. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a positive Argo bounce. S.J. Green pulls one out of his hat. And it is a first down to the 30-yard line. Wow. Damon Washington reads this. S.J. cuts out. Damon cuts underneath it, and it goes right through his hands and off his shoulder pad, pops into the air, and S.J. is standing behind him, lets the ball fall into his hands, turns upfield for a first down, should have been going back the other way for six. Routine first down for the Argos to the 30-yard line. Yikes. Three receivers to the boundary, ball on the right hash mark, right back to pass, comes to the near sideline. Fuller stopped his route, and Ricky overthrew him by 30 yards. Well, Ricky just needs to take a breath for a minute. And, uh, when that ball goes, like when you miss a ball like that, it goes through the defender's hands. It can rattle a QB a little bit. I don't think it, there's not much yeah. that rattles Ricky, but he just maybe just needed to reset on that last one and get rid of the ball and say, all right, let's move on to the next one. Is Ricky rattleable? I, I don't think so. Second and ten from the 30. It will be a 37-yard field goal for Hiralahu. A minute four clock stopped. Argos trail by three. Three receivers to the left ball on the left on the white hash mark. Back to pass his way. He's going to go. He's looking long. He's looking fuller. Incomplete. In the end zone. Knocked away at the last second as back on the coverage was Brooks. And the Argos still have their challenge left do they not know they used it on oh, the it. incomplete pass fumble earlier so we're gonna have Hyrule who try a 37 yard field goal to tie this thing up he missed from 43 he hit from 35 he hit from 13 the 43 yarder was into a very strong win Ticaps don't have anybody in the end zone right now from 37 it's up it's hooking he missed it left Hyralahu missed it. He didn't hit it squarely at all. And the Ticats are running around to kill some time. And uh, it will be a one-pointer with 45 seconds remaining. Hyralahu misses what should be a gimme. And the Ticats have 45 seconds to kill. Not good. Are you kidding me? That is... not does not happen often with Laram Hyralahu, as we know. And... Uh, you know what, he may have overplayed the wind because I think he pulled it and the wind's blowing against that. So he may have been overthinking the wind a little bit. That was, that's a be comfortable spot on the field for him. He kicks uh, his extra points just inside the right hash mark. He had a good look at that. He just shanked it. Period. Learn's been money this year. Not that time. 
not that time. 45 seconds away from their first victory of the season. And the Ticats are in something they haven't been in all season long. Victory formation. Here's Masoli takes a knee. He gets drilled as he's taking a knee, trying to kill a couple of extra seconds. Here's all you need to know about Hamilton fans and Labor Day. They are 42 seconds away from their first win of the season, and all they're yelling is Argos suck. And there's 10 people in the stands. And now we got a flag down. And what's this going to be? If this stops the clock, and now Marcus Ball is talking to somebody on the Ticats, and I don't think they're making dinner plans. Did the flag just fall out of the official's pocket? They're talking to the Hamilton Ticat captain, so this is going to be against Toronto. Clock said 42, now it says 36. I don't know how that happens. Here's Andre Pru with the explanation. And it's it's going back. Hamilton number 89, a 10-yard penalty, second down. That's interesting. What are they going to do here? Start the clock, let it run down, and snap it. Problem is, the Argos can't stop the clock. The clock's not running. No, because they took the penalty. That was a really stupid penalty to take. So now the Ticats are going to have to run a play. Yep. And if this is an incomplete pass, they are going to run a draw, and it's going to be Gable across the 25. It'll take some more time off the clock. And the Argo, the Ticats cannot run out the clock now. It's going to be third down, and they, the Argos are going to get the ball back. Punt return. Here you go. 30 seconds. Boy, the Ticats are a stupid team. Like, seriously. They're in victory. They're in victory formation. The quarterback's taking a knee, and they take an, uh, a completely undisciplined penalty for objectionable conduct. Now they're going to have to punt, block punt, big return, bad snap. Well, you, the Argos got to make a play insane. here. The Argos got to make a play. Masoli's still out there. Well, they're just going to let the clock run down. The clock has started, and the Ticats are taking it. They don't even—they don't know what they're doing. They don't have the right personnel, so they're going to stop the clock with 10 seconds left, or I guess 11 seconds left. Unbelievable. Just insane. Now they call the timeout with 10 seconds left. You do left. not run the block on this. You set up the return? You set up the return. Why? To get... Martise into field goal position and go okay. for one last crack at that field goal. Position. Will they have time with 11 seconds left? Yes. 11 seconds, snap it back, three, he gets it. I mean, if he just goes straight vertical and... He'll, uh, he'll kick it with nine, three and a half, four seconds hang time. He'll catch it with five. He's at his own 40. He's probably going to have to bust this one. If he goes straight ahead, yeah, I don't know, Hogue. This is a tough one. See what happens here. Snap is good, and they almost got it. Almost got it, and he drilled it. Castillo all the way back to the 25-yard line. Four seconds left, and Jackson is tackled with one second left on the clock. There was time time on the clock when he was tackled. There is a flag down at the 50. One second left, and a flag. And it's going to be against Hamilton. Oh, boy. 
What's the call? That's I saw crazy. Andre point. I didn't see what the flag was for. And Andre's coming over to Coach Trestman. This should be interesting. And Pru is keeping all the players back. They're going to have to take a look at this and see how much time is left on the clock. Argos two points down. There will be at least one more play. Andre's going to explain what just happened. Andre? Legal interference. Hamilton number 30. A 10-yard penalty will be enforced where the ball was caught. Up 10 yards and one more play. <laughs> well, if you're Catholic, light a candle and say, oh, Hail Mary, because it's coming up. Is Ricky in there? Nope, Cody. Cody? For the He's Hail in Mary. for Ricky. Yep. Stronger arm. Memories of another guy who wore... Didn't Michael Bishop wear 17? Yes, he did. Another Boy, quarterback who wore 17. Oh, man. I saw him throw <laughs> one in Montreal in a playoff game that I don't think has come down yet. Oh, my goodness. They had Talbot in motion who ran as fast as he could down the field. And Michael overthrew Andre by 15 yards. It was incredible. It was over our heads. We were Our location in Montreal is about where this one is. They threw it over our heads. We're like, did he just do that? Hamilton has three guys in the line of skirmish. Everybody is back on their side of the field. They're going to put this in play from the 35. Cody Fajardo rolling out, rolling out, rolling out, backpedaling, rolling, rolling, rolling. Big block. Here goes Cody. Cody's going to look, look, and throw it as far as he can. Jump ball. No Argos really near it. It's tipped, it's tipped, it's tipped, it's tipped, and hits the ground. And the Hamilton Ticats have a straight number in the win column. They have won their first game of the year. Upsetting the Argonauts on a late touchdown after a pass interference call in the end zone. 24-22, a missed field goal, the difference in this one. Ticats get the win, the first game for June Jones, and he just got the water dumped on him. This is a tough loss for the Toronto Argonauts. There are no words, Hoagie, there are no words. This is a tough one. I mean, that Ticat punter hit his biggest kick of the night on that last play when he needed to hammer it. He hammered it. There were four Argos in close. They almost blocked it. And, uh, man, they needed what he did. And the Argos just couldn't get it done. You know what? Kudos to the Ticats. They they brought it. They started to build momentum. They started to feel uh, they were feeling it. Started to feel good. Moving that ball downfield, making the plays. They were getting physical. And the Argos started to push as well. Ticats kept them at bay. They kept, you know, kept coming back. And uh, Ticats deserved this win. Ticats had one of the worst uh, weeks in franchise history, but cap it off with a W. Andy McNamara will throw it back to you. Final score, 24-22, Ticats. Unbelievable finish. We will take the break and come back with the post-game show right here on TSN 1050. I'm S.J. Green, wide receiver for the Argos, and you're listening to Argos Football on TSN 1050. This is Argos Game Night. Argos! On TSN 1050, the home of Argos Football. Well, the Hamilton Ticats have their first win of the season despite themselves. 24-22 over the Toronto Argonauts. 
This was a Labor Day classic for the books, folks. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050, TSN1050.ca, and on the iHeartRadio app, Argos Post Game Show, brought to you by Kubota Canada Limited. Find the full lineup of their products at Kubota.ca. So we got through one quarter, and then at 8.49 of the second quarter, lightning struck, torrential downpours, and we waited, and we waited some more. And when things finally got underway, the Hamilton Ticats and Argos went back and forth. In the end, Liram Hiralahu missed uh, what for him would be typically a chip shot field goal in the last minute of play would have tied it. And the Tiger Cats hang on and are now 1-8 and eight on the year. Uh, wow, uh, that was uh, quite the afternoon, quite the day. Let's uh, go down to Tim Hortons Field with Mike Hogan and Jeff Johnson. Gentlemen, um, I, I guess we'll always remember the Lightning game, right? Uh, I guess. <laughs> uh, the Argos would like to forget it, uh, starting now, as Kyle has just uh, sent us via Twitter, Oski one win. Yes, <laughs> um, uh, this is one you can't lose. Oh, it, it, you know, boy. It's so close in the East, only two teams are going to the postseason from the East uh, because there will be a crossover team. This is a killer loss. Yeah. This is such a bad loss. Um, people in Montreal and in uh, Ottawa right now are smiling like butcher's dogs at this stage. Um, this is just one they can't afford to lose, but did. Yeah, yeah. tough yeah. one, boys. Tough one. Uh, my goodness, I, you know, I, I don't even know what to say. They just they, they came out flat. Um, thankfully, the Tie Cats did too. Obviously, with uh, hurdles of the the conditions didn't help and then they started to pick it up when everybody came back but so did the tie cats mm-hmm. they met their level and uh tie cats just kept pushing and you know what good job by them going to their one of their players who really has been non-existent all year in brandon banks made uh, several plays and and at the end of it uh when the argos had a chance to do something they just couldn't get it done so i mean this is uh you know what tie cats <laughs> Yeah, they needed a big win for you know from the for the organization for a number of reasons, um, and they worked. Uh, they did everything they could to get this W. Yeah, they, they, it. they, and they it. got it. Yeah. They got it. Uh, Argos post game show brought to you in part by Kubota Canada Limited. You can find the full lineup of their products at Kubota.ca. Hoagie, you may have had the quote of the season last year to end it. It was JJ's dropping dimes, and Hoagie <laughs> had. Uh, <laughs> I think it was the Hamilton Ticats are are a stupid team. Uh, do we have it, Chris? Boy, the Ticats are a stupid team. Hoagie, I love it. I well, absolutely they, love it. I was dying in the booth. But was, they are like, how do you go? How do you go into victory formation and take a, an, a, 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 an objectionable conduct penalty? I've never seen that in my life. I don't think I've ever. It stopped the clock. It gave potentially the arm. Well, it did give them the ball back. They had a Hail Mary chance. They had a Hail Mary chance or a block punt, and they came fairly close to getting to that. Wouldn't that have been um, something? Oh, if they had a block that, oh, I would have paid. Man. I would have paid cash to see that. That was so close. Um, they had one here last year on Labor Was it year? Yeah, it was last year. Brian Jones got one uh, on Labor Day. But, uh, you know, they deserved to win this. They were, they were playing a, a worse team and let them stick around. The, the, in my eyes, the, the turning point of this of this game was in the first quarter when they had a hurricane win behind them. They took three holding penalties and threw an interception and ended up with three points with the wind. That was just, you can't yeah. do that. Not in conditions like that. And they did. Hamilton weathered the storm, literally, 
and uh, then weathered the second storm, the lightning storm, literally, and came back and won this football game. And you know what? They get full marks for it. Um, the Argos looked so good against Montreal two weeks ago. This doesn't look like the same team. That's a crappy Hamilton team they lost to tonight. Uh, I won't mention who it was, but somebody uh, affiliated with the Ticats came in and just kind of looked at me. Uh, and the, the look said, what just happened tonight? And, <laughs> and kind of like, uh, how did that happen to the Argos more than what happened to Hamilton? So it was, it was just one of those nights. Uh, Boy, that was not a. That's not a good loss, JJ. No, no, it's not. And uh, I mean, I have, you know, that the series of plays at the beginning of the game where the Argos had those uh, holding penalties. Uh, yeah, indicative of of a team that um, has some a lot of work to do, right? And then and then once it came back from the delay, uh, there was a couple of plays that. Yeah, the Ticats were able to really build a ton of momentum off of, and that was, you know, the touchdown throw to Banks, and uh, and then that fumble return on the kickoff return right after that hit the turf. Ticats managed to grab it, and they took, you know, they 14 points um, in the blink of an eye, and uh, and then from that moment, the Argos were trying to claw their way back, and they just they just couldn't get it done. And once they did claw their way back, Ticats managed to find another uh, lift from Masoli, and you know, c- completed a couple of nice footballs and. And uh, you know what? And and then at the end, again, you know, Argos had a chance to tie it up. Uh, like you said, Andy, Liram normally makes that mm-hmm. kick. It's a chip shot for him, essentially. That's right around where he makes his uh, single points after touchdowns. And, you know, when it uh, under the crunch, he wasn't able to get it done today. No, it was uh, it was certainly tough. And, and as weird and as long as this night was, if there was a time for something to go the Ticats way, I, I guess... I guess this was the night. Uh, Argo's post-game show brought to you by Kubota Canada Limited. Again, you can find the full lineup of their products at Kubota.ca. A couple positive, though, gentlemen. You have Devier Posey, a couple touchdowns. Um, and it's good to see him finally break through after, again after missing some time. So yeah. that's a plus. But the Argos have a long time to think about this on the bye week. That, that, that That's a rough loss just for tonight. But then they have to sit and think about it for a week. But here, you know, it's funny how football games come down to, to a few plays. Brandon Banks against Ottawa drops a bomb mm-hmm. right in his mitts. And tonight he makes a catch, scores a touchdown. Um, the next play is a fumble recovery. Ticats scored two touchdowns against uh, Toronto, on, or blocked two kicks. One went for a touchdown in week one. They score another special teams touchdown tonight. And then that split hair, proper call, I'm not saying it was a bad call, but that split hair, Rico Murray gets there a blink early. And it's pass interference in the end zone. Gives them the ball from the one-yard line. They score on the next play. Three plays. This game came down from an Argo perspective to three plays. Hamilton made them. Toronto had a couple of opportunities. Lira misses a kick at the end. They lose. They deserve to lose tonight's game. Despite the fact that Ricky, again, over 300 yards passing despite a a very bad first quarter. Um, They held Masoli to 219. They held the Ticats to 57 yards rushing. They did some very good things, but the Ticats made more, more big plays than the Argos did tonight. Yeah, and and that's it, right? Like, the Argos, I think, played down to a certain degree to to, Hamilton's, to Hamilton's level. They're right? a better team. They yeah, are a well, better yeah. team. S.J. Green had 100 yards in receptions tonight. You mentioned Devere Posey a couple of touchdowns on five catches, and he was uh, a factor tonight. Um you know, the, the, they've still got some cleaning up to do. There is, it's not a pristine football team. Right now, it's not a team that can compete with anybody in the West. But we've seen enough signs from this team that when they play hard on all, with all three facets of the game, they can compete. But tonight, they got out of the block slowly. The offense looks sluggish. Um, 
you know, I just I can't wait till guys in the secondary start getting healthy because there were there were some plays tonight I think starters may have made that weren't made tonight by the uh, the guys who were in their place. And the, the front four takes another hit with Sean Lemon going out. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, at some point, injuries on the defensive side are going to catch up to you. And that was the, that was the case tonight. Hamilton shouldn't score 24. Well, they scored 17 tonight. Special scored seven. Um, but, you know, this can't happen. If you want to be a playoff team and you're not guaranteed to go to the playoffs, you can't lose it against Hamilton, period, full stop. Yeah, especially it's a divisional game. Those points can come back. You could have leapfrogged Ottawa, who is rolling now. Yep, and, and, and gotten some distance between you and Montreal, which is probably the bigger question. Get to the playoffs yeah. first and then worry about home field. Just get to the postseason. Oh, sure. Season. And then Ottawa has has Hamilton next week. Yep. So all of a sudden, coming out of the bye week, the Argos could be looking up uh, at Ottawa and, and trying to climb. And by the way, depending on how Edmonton does next week when they play Calgary, uh, you ha- you will have a wounded bear in the Edmonton Eskimos who are going to be, even if they, they upset Calgary, are going to be clawing for their lives in that West Division. So it does not get any easier. No, not at all. It's it's tough sledding. This is, this is a loss you couldn't afford. So they'll take this bye week and run. You know, this is the this is the trap game, isn't it? I mean, this isn't the prototypical mm-hmm. yeah. uh, trap game where you're playing a lesser opponent, getting ready for the bye week. And we talked about BC earlier in the season, thinking about flight con- or Calgary, yep. thinking about flight connections and stuff like that. Maybe the Argos were guilty of that. How that can happen 100%. in the Labor Day Classic is just beyond me. But for a lot of guys, they're not familiar with this game. They're coming up to the league for the first time, or they're playing for the Argos or Ticats for the first time. Um I don't know. I don't know how to explain yeah, it, other than the fact the better team won tonight. I certainly hope that's not the case. Uh, you know, with guys thinking about uh, what they're going to be doing after. It can happen though. Right? No, you know it, what it's and, like. And you know what? And to to couple it with a, you know, when you're playing a team that's 0 and 8, right? It can start to creep into your head. I think uh, guys, ah, you know what? Let's just go out and get this game done. It'll be a breeze. Um, you know, and not really respecting what the Labor Day Classic is about. You but Tressman. Uh, There's I no agree. way Tressman would let the message this week had to be they're 0 and 8, they're a wounded dog. Yes. Don't let them get off the mat. If I can mix my metaphors there, but you know sure. you know what I'm saying. It's yep. just that this is a this was a desperate football team who essentially this was their Grey Cup today. They beat the Argos on Labor Day. They're still not going to make the playoffs, but on this one day, the biggest game in Hamilton in the regular season. They came up with a victory today, and full marks to them. Yeah, they'll they'll be able to have that to, to hang their hat on for uh, what is going to be a lost season. All right, boys, uh, it's been a long day. Really? You guys have a long drive back, and uh, drive safe. Great job tonight, and after the week, we'll, uh, we'll get back at it when the Argos host the uh, Edmonton Eskimos Saturday, September 16, 4 p.m. down at BMO. Will do. Thanks, Andrew. All thanks right, for your patience. And thanks, Chris <laughs> and Natasha and everybody on the oh. Ian here on the other side. Yeah, great job all around, guys. Was was a tough night for, for everyone associated with the Argos. All right. That is Mike Hogan and Jeff Johnson from Tim Hortons Field signing off. They got a long ride home. If you're riding home, drive safe yourself. Uh, looks like the rain has stopped almost everywhere, but roads could still be slick. So uh, that'll do it, folks. Uh, so for producer Natasha Shivraj, Chris Tavario, I am Andy McNamara, Hoagie and JJ, of course, on the call. Argos lose 24-22 to in the Labor Day Classic. You've been listening to Argonauts Football on TSN 1050. Good night. Boy, the Ticats are a stupid team.